Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's Sunday night. You know what that means? Well, really nothing because we don't do much on Sunday nights here at BTSC. But Dave Schofield, editor of BTSC, decided to ruin it all last week. And he said, you know what? We need a show on Sunday night for a little bit while we're figuring everything out. And we have some stuff coming up. But right now we are doing the Sunday night Q&A. So he and Jeffrey Benedict went on last week. And they were absolutely fantastic with a straight question and answer show. So that's what we want you to do. Fill it up. Fill us up with your questions. We definitely want to hear from you. And we're going to have some fun as well. Big Bro Sco is with me tonight. What is up, BBS? Hey, now see you say BBS. See, I think we should have called this show Triple B. Triple B. Bad, bad Bad and Big Bro. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I mean, he's big. He's a bro. He's big bro. Sco, Rich, I'm so glad you're with me tonight. I get a chance to uh, every single week work with your brother on Thursday nights and uh, Jeff Hartman too. And to which I, I apologize for you having to work with Dave. Hey, it's uh, it's the hazard of the workplace, and that's that's no problem. Um, but you know, I always enjoy having you on, and it's a lot of fun. You know what? Who says that? we don't have to have anything to talk about and we should go on hiatus when John's calling us the killer bees. (laughs) I've never killed anybody, but that's, that's a good, Hey, it's a free for all. It's question and answer. If you want to, if you want to ask big brosco, if he's ever killed anybody, you can, and he'll have to answer it on the show. I will have to answer the question. Yes. (laughs) Um, Jeffrey Benedict is asking you this. Is this a 1970s wrestling tag team? Uh, the, the Killer Bees. The Killer Bees were actually a 1980s wrestling tag team. Absolutely. They they wore black and gold stripes, and yep. they were. Do you know their names? Because I got them. Jumping Jim Bronzel and yep. B. Brian Blair. B. Brian Blair. and the... <laughs> um, All right. Here, here we go. Uh, we're going to... Fill up your questions. We're going to answer them all. We are going to start off with uh, some kind of some kind of breaking news in the NFL. It's just a proposal, but it, it's something that uh, brings up some good questions. And while you fill up our live queue with some questions, this is only a half an hour show. We'll get to everyone that we could possibly can. But with that being said, Big Bro, the Indianapolis Colts came out, and this was just released right before we went on. And they are going to propose to the rules committee to extend overtime so both teams get a possession, whether or not it is a field goal or a touchdown on the first possession of the game. So we know we we know the perils of it because the Steelers, the very first time it ever happened in the playoffs, the Steelers got Tebowed. I'm sure you remember that. I do. Back yes, in 2011 season, 2012. So what are your thoughts right away about this? Uh, I do like the fact that each team get possession. Um, it, it it doesn't leave one team feeling like, man, we didn't even get a chance. Although some people argue, well, you did get a chance. You just didn't stop anybody. But um, overall, I kind of like it. Um, I will say that Dave has gotten me to be a fan of one of his um, thoughts on overtime, which actually could be right included into this. And he would like to get rid of the coin flip. 
Uh, Dave has kind of convinced me now, get rid of the coin flip and just continue the game from wherever it ends in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know what? I absolutely hate that idea with with uh, no disrespect to you or Dave. Yep. It's, it's just not what I'm looking at here. I have some thoughts about this because I'm not loving the proposal from the Colts and I'm not loving it for a reason. Because when this happened and the Steelers, every team had have been a victim of this. Before they made the change, if you get the kickoff, you drive down the field. And you can kick a game-winning field goal in overtime and then just close out the game. And it is so easy to get maybe 20, 30 yards and make that field goal. Sometimes even a little, if you've got a good return and then next thing you know, you're in field goal range just like that. So I'm in favor of not having that, not having the fact that it ends on the very first score, which could be a field goal. I, no, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't yes. want that. We cannot go back at all, but the touchdown means that you didn't stop them. And you just alluded to that, uh, Rich, that you did not stop them at all. And they made it in now this. Now I will say this, the argument okay. against that, and it's the same argument that Bill's fans probably could have made in that game with Kansas and, city. And that's where it came from. Yep. If the Bills win that coin flip, I think the Bills had just as good a chance to get down and score the field goal or score the touchdown as the Chiefs did. You know what? Absolutely. I, I'm not sure either you know one what? of those defenses could stop those offenses. So then let's say this. Then the proposal from the Colts makes a whole lot more sense, regardless of who wins the kickoff. You, they both get a chance. Now, it's worked for years in baseball. It really has. Baseball, man, they've they've done well with it. You know, if the visiting team yeah. scores, you've got a chance to come on out and mm-hmm. and uh, get past them. You know, we've seen it where the visiting team have scored three or four runs, and the home team still wins. I mean, those are remarkable games. It hardly happens, but that's what we've seen in baseball. So, you know, giving them a chance to counter a touchdown, you know what? I will change my position a little bit on it. And I will say, yes, maybe I am in favor of this just because that's a great argument, Rich. But I just don't want, I, that way it will take, if they do it that way, it goes ahead and takes the, the coin flip out of the, out of the equation. Yeah. If you took the coin flip out by saying, hey, we're just going to continue the game, but both teams will get to possess the ball. But here's the question, though. Yeah. Here's the big question. Second possession. Yes. Is is it going to matter then? Well, we didn't get a second because your argument was, you know, both teams would have had a chance to go down and score. Yep. So my question is, you know, I don't want to like I don't want to like college football where you're having seven overtimes because teams just keep scoring and matching. So when do you cut it off at that point? Um, why don't we do it like they do in hockey? Okay. 
a shootout? Hawk, ho- ho- no. Hockey, they in the playoffs, especially. And no, in the playoffs, they don't. They never get a shootout. Oh yeah, that, that's right. I'm not in the they playoffs. Just, they right. just keep playing full. They just keep playing full periods until somebody's ahead at the end. Yeah. So, if then now, not saying that's be the no regular complaint. season. That doesn't necessarily need to be necessarily your regular season set up in the NFL. But what would be wrong with saying and? Maybe it's not a full 15 minutes. Maybe it's like they're at now, which is 10 minutes. And say, we're going to play a full period. See where we end there. I hate that, by the way. I, I don't know. I hate the 10 minutes. I thought they would. I know. Really... Why don't they put, why don't they, why don't they make it 15 like it always is? Yeah. I, you don't really lose anything in 15 because, and we nope. saw this. We really saw this in that game when the Steelers almost got ousted from the playoffs because the Raiders and, the Chargers were playing for a tie. Yep. And that was, you know, I absolutely hated that. The, you know, they're in overtime. There's only 10 minutes. And, you know, teams could do a five, six minute possession. Yeah. So it, I, I don't like that. Th- this is another one of those. Really, we could sit here and make a whole show just arguing this exact point. The fact, though, is that Indianapolis has, has proposed something to the league. Uh, I'm sure the rules committee will get together. They will look at it. They will come up with an idea. Will the idea be perfect? No, they'll try it and then reevaluate it. That's probably what will end up happening. They'll, they'll, they'll come up with a tweak of some sort and try something. Absolutely. And we'll see what happens with this. Now to get it passed, you need 24 of 32 owners to go with it. Got, I'm going to start Q and a with you. You don't think it's going to happen? Not happening. I don't think okay. you get 24 of the 32. All right. So there you go. I, I don't even know. I don't even have an opinion there because I don't know how the politics of it shake out in those owners' rooms. So let's go ahead. Let's let's take a look. Eugene Cherikov, what do you think about Loudermilk? I think he showed real promise near the end of the year. I'm going to start off with you, Rich. Go ahead. Um, I think Loudermilk's still a still a project in some ways. Um, really what I'd like to see the Steelers do with him is to have him and another, you know, have him with another nose tackle of some sort, whether that be, you know, Tyson Alualu or Martavis Adams or somebody, you know, just have him there to, to be a rotational guy again um, and continue to work with him. I, I'm, kind of with Eugene on this one. I think he shows some real promise. His run-stopping ability is great. He lacks a bit in pass rush. Here's the thing about Loudermilk. They must love him because you do not trade a fourth-round pick the next year to move up to get a guy that you are just rolling the dice on. So I don't think they did. I And he showed, you're right, promise is a great answer. I thought with his size and what he was able to do, they they're also they also have that equation with the question mark, which is Stefan to it. Right. So, you know, Loudermilk, I, I like the fact that he's there and I'm not gripping. Man, we all went crazy last year on draft day. And I was one of the few people saying, hey, they must know something. Cause you're not gonna you're not gonna throw away a pick next year on a guy that that you didn't do due diligence on. So they've got the scouting department. We don't. 
It, and yes, I, I leave it to that. What the thing I thought about, I was surprised when they made that that trade and and grabbed him. But I was sitting there thinking, wow, he's he's a big guy. Are they are they seeing something in this guy that becomes the Joel Steed type nose tackle that just demands double and triple teams all the time to try to move him out of the way? Maybe that's what the Steelers are envisioning for him. And I love it. Hey, the guy was we knew the guy was raw coming into last year and he found some time to get onto the the field. So and he didn't be that bad. And he did something with it. Johnny Bravo asked bad, why does Jeff freeze sometimes making Dave say and we're back? Well, it's it's simple. It's it's not bad internet. It's StreamYard and something that's just not jiving with his internet and StreamYard because his internet is very good all the way across the board. And every other show he does, they don't have that problem. So it's it's a glitch with StreamYard, and that's the best answer I have for that. And it's happening a little less, but it's happening. So I asked for this one. Jeannie yeah, Fan asked, have you killed anybody with a smiling emoji? Rich? Um, any, any human being, yes. not to my, not to my knowledge. That's my answer too, because you know, you always wonder, and here's the reason. Now you're going to think I'm crazy. This is the reason I don't litter. Okay. Because, well, I litter because of that commercial way back with the American Indian crying back from the early seventies. And I always, I always felt bad. And then in kindergarten, I had to do a project. Um, I remember don't be a litter bug. And we were drawing this about, about littering. Cause that was a big thing back in the seventies. And yep. I always out chase something that flies out of my car down the street. I've chased napkins down the street because I just think it's a karma thing with littering, but it's also one of those things that what if somebody slips on that and gets a concussion and dies? So there's a lot of us that maybe you did kill somebody and you have no clue about it. But just you inadvertently killed somebody and you have no clue. I don't think that's ever happened, but that's where my brain goes sometimes, Rich. Yeah, and you know, I think back to times in my youth where I did some very uh, wild, crazy, stupid type things and I think about what could have what I could have left, like you said, kind of left behind that someone could have been injured from. Um, but I try not to think about that for too long. So person, no. I pretty much doubt it that uh, any of us have. But, you know, yeah, have I uh, have I run over a squirrel? Yeah, I've uh, I really think I have. Um, so I did hit a dog once. And I was so distraught. I went back to get it and he ran off. So <laughs> we're my, my wife, I was dating my wife at the time. And, and she said, well, maybe he just ran to his mama and just got, and he was okay. So, and then my dog got hit by a car and she got up and, and ran and hit under the bed. And I was in Vegas at my bachelor party at the time. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. but no, I, to our, my knowledge, I, I mean, if I've killed anything, it's a fly. Let's go to Todd. Who's our next QB. This changes every week for me, Rich. 
Yeah, and it does it does for me too. Basically, because we haven't even hit free agency yet. We've got free agency, draft. You know, we've got all these different pieces that still have to fall in place. You come back and hit me, you know, the first part of May, and it will be a, it will be a lot clearer to everybody. <laughs> um, it really won't. Let me put it this way: I don't know who it's going to be, but it won't surprise me if our next quarterback is Mason Rudolph. Um, I could see the Steelers spending this year trying to shore up other pieces of the offense and defense saying we're going to roll with roll with Rudy. And that could even be by, they could even draft a quarterback, but still plan on roll, rolling with Rudolph. And, you know, it, that really wouldn't surprise me, but you know, Todd, it's going to, it's going to get clearer in the next couple of months. Um, the answer I don't think is there now, but I'd put it right now on Rudolph at about 40%. And you're like, well, who's the other 60%? I don't know. <laughs> well, here's, here's my thing about your Rudolph uh, prediction. I'm fine with it. If they draft a quarterback and they're yes. like, all right, we're going with the veteran. We're gonna put this look they did it with pat mahomes that that worked real well so rudolph's fine in that situation i'm hoping they don't draft the quarterback this year yeah i kind of am too i'm it's the Artie burns situation for me he is he was the fifth or sixth corner off the board in the first round they wanted william jackson the third you know you just go with a guy because he's got cb in front of his name that's the same with qb you've got to be completely sure what I saw from Pickett, Kenny Pickett, from Malik Willis, from Sam Howell, from Des Ritter, from those guys in the Senior Bowl, I wasn't overly impressed. Now, I was impressed with Malik Willis running the ball, but not much heated passing really impressed me. Right, and that and that scares me because that's not. That's not the uh, like I you don't want to have that liability with passing because teams the Steelers found find ways to bottle up that running quarterback. They they're able to maybe they're able to bend you, but not break you. So that's right. that's what I'm thinking there. Um, as far as our next QB for the the Steelers, I'm going to go ahead and see this week. I'm going with Carson Wentz. Now, the guy that I was wanting for the longest time was Derek Carr. That's not going to happen. Um, I don't see them making that trade. I I don't want them to trade for Jimmy G at all. Now, it doesn't look like you're going – whoever gets Carson Wentz is not going to have to trade for him. I think the Colts are going to cut him and cut him really soon. So I'm thinking this week he's the guy – that they're looking at. I think anybody they're looking at is a bridge quarterback. They are going to draft somebody in the next two years, but, and it very well could be this year, but right now I'm going to say Carson Wentz. I've already said, I've already said Jacoby Brissett two weeks ago. I've already yeah. said Teddy Bridgewater back in the season. You know, I mean, I've said That's these true. guys. So, I mean, I've said these names and they're all a possibility. And everybody you look at, where can Teddy Bridgewater go? I read it today. Where can Derek Carr go? Where can this guy go? The Steelers are on every list. They're there on every list. 
I well, just that's don't because everybody writing those stories are the same as us. They're just guessing. Yeah, they're guessing, <laughs> but we have a better guess because we know that the Steelers don't want to trade that draft capital for just anybody. John asks, speaking of trades, do you think we make a trade for a quick before the draft? Um, I don't know whether that was supposed to be quick wide receiver. I, I'm not sure what that what that was supposed to be. I don't really see them acquiring talent before the draft. I see them trading trade. somebody. By trade. Yeah. yeah, acquiring talent by trade. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's been Chase Claypool rumors. I don't really think that's going to happen. But, you know. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see us doing it either. I don't see us making a trade prior to the draft. Uh, we're more of a that trade happens. Steelers tend to be that team that trades more after, yeah, would do something after the draft if they're going to make a trade. Um, pretty much prior to the draft, everything's just free agency. All right, let's try to go a little more rapid fire here. Yep. Here's one that I absolutely love. Tyrone Johnson. What do y'all think about Jordan Davis' first pick? Defensive tackle, big guy out of Georgia. Absolutely. I would I would honor that. I would be fine with that. Plus, I get a jersey. Rich? Um, I, not necessarily against it, but I think that will all be wrapped up in what the Steelers figure out with it. Yep. But he's a possibility. Is there anything to the rumors that the floor is higher might mean chance of Haskins coming to the Berg? I think she met Watson on this. Um, Kathy, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't look down to see if you corrected that. Um, so I'm going to amend that and, and think that she said Watson. Um, no, I mean, I know, uh, I know Watson did want to go to Miami because of Flores, but I, I really don't think that's, I think that's a big draft capital thing and you're mortgaging the future again. Uh, I don't for the see. Yeah. Cause see right now that would have to be a trade. And there's going to be a lot of questions on even would would Watson be is you know is the league going to suspend him or anything like that? And that would be a lot to give up to not know. So there, yep. Let here's a good one. Steel Curtain asked, any chance Fitzpatrick doesn't want a long term deal now that Flores, his ex coach, is in Pittsburgh? Now there's no chance. Rich. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, I think everything Minka's decisions will be made on the head coach. Yes, and not not this whatever special assistant. Yeah, you so. know because really Mink is going to be there longer than Flores should. I mean, yeah. that's that's probably what would happen. Now, I I don't think he would do that. Um. You know, they only spent one year together and he was a rookie. So, and, and he played really well. Sherry Richards, would you trade up or back in the draft? And what position would you draft? I'm trading back if we do, if the Steelers do anything, Rich. Yeah, I would as well. If you're going to do anything, trade back, acquire more picks. Um, I, I think you have to. That first, that first pick there, uh, there's a couple places you could go with that first pick. Um, first of all, I'm going to, you know, they could take a quarterback. I really hope they don't. I'd like to see them go offensive line. Um, offensive line corner, maybe defensive line, depending on, again, that all would depend on what they figure out with to it. 
So I'm going to rile some people up with the next one. Todd asked, if Linderbaum is there, draft him or Willis? Uh, at that point, probably Willis. And I'm going to say why. I don't think they, they're looking at Linderbaum. I think we, the fans and the media, we love Linderbaum. I don't think they're moving Kendrick Green. He's working with Pouncey. And they he claims on the Arthur Motes show, he claims that they did not talk about that in his exit interview that they're moving him ahead as a center. Sometimes we start the narrative that he's going to be moving to guard and Ben Roethlisberger helped out with that by saying, Oh, they should move him to guard. But really, I I don't think they're going to do that. I, I don't think they're picking Linderbaum. Don't think he's going to be there either. Right. Uh, You know, there's a good chance either one of those guys could be there. By the Steelers spot, but I'm probably with you. I'd probably go Willis. Yeah, at that point, that's what I would do. Um, I think Linderbaum's great. This isn't a question. I just want to address this. The Steelers got T-bowed because Ryan Clark couldn't play in Denver. Yes, because of sickle cell, and Ryan Mundy couldn't cover a dog bed with a tarp. But our boy Ike, Ike got burned on that too. Yep. I got I got destroyed by Demarius, the late Demarius Thomas on that. Um, let's see. Should we try and sign corner and free a- agency or draft one? So, Rich, I'll let you go first. Wow, this. that's a, that, and that's a really good question. And and Dave and I have talked about this one a little bit too. Um, hmm. I'd like to say we could get one in free agency, but some of that would depend on who we could get and what the price tag would be. I That's the thing. Don't, I don't yeah. necessarily want to overspend on a corner. Here's here's my opinion on this. And one of the things, I even think this is a myth and a misconception. The fact, and I will get attacked on this one. The Steelers can't draft corners. I hear that all the time. They can draft corners. They're never in the right position to draft a corner. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny the way things work. We look at we look at these these draft boards and how everybody's graded. And remember when the Steelers took defensive back Terrell Edmonds over a lot of other people? People got angry about that. But you know what happens is, gosh, you in those situations. You look at the fact, well, if when they drafted him, oh, he should have gone in the second and third round. But the Steelers valued him enough, and they took him. My thing is, the year before in 16, when they took Artie Burns, they would have held out to 38. Or if they would have just said, hey, we like what this Xavier Howard goes, even is doing, even though he's got a, uh, a bad grade on it, and taking him there, then you just got a huge winner at corner. Right. You're never going to, if you're the Steelers, you're never going to get Jalen Ramsey. You're never going to get that kind of guy because he's picked in the top five. This year, if, if a sauce Gardner falls down a little bit to 20, I think you grab him. And because he's, he's the right guy, you know, and I, I hesitate to say, hey, well, they drafted right with Rod Woodson, but the, you know that that's a different situation because that was 
30 yeah that was years like a long 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 so, long time ago <laughs> so so you really can't bring that one up but i think cam sutton was a good draft pick at at third and in fact they drafted cam before they drafted james connor that's a great draft when you get watt juju cam and then and then connor the, your first four picks of that draft so i think they know what they're doing i i just don't think I think it might be the philosophy of coaching might be a di- little different. Maybe they don't coach them as well. I I don't know. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know, but it just, it's been a rough go of late. That doesn't mean that one pick couldn't totally turn that around, but it's going to take a little while to get there. All right. Took some scroll and I think I found our next one. Okay. All right. I think that was our next question. Um, Takaharu says, who's the realistic best free agent quarterback standout that's realistic for Pittsburgh to sign? I think Marcus Mariota. I think he's the most realistic. He cost three and a half million dollars last year. He did some good things. Hey, they, they did right with him last year. They showcased that guy a lot. He played a good bit with Derek Carr there, but they... It was gadgetry, and we loved when they did the gadgetry with Cordell slash Stewart back in 95 and and uh, 96 before he became a full-time starter. I think he works in that system, and I, I really think that uh, he would be good enough. I look at him as my Ryan Tannehill comparison. Ryan Tannehill was in the wrong place when he was in Miami. Maybe Mariota was in the wrong place when he was in Tennessee. Very possible. Very possible. Mine, I'm going to go with there. Man, uh, oh, uh, glad to know he's not here in the show tonight. But um, uh, my friend Tim um, has almost, he spent all day on President's Day trying to convince me. And he's, he's starting to sway me a little bit on the whole Mitchell Trubisky idea because he feels the same thing. He was at, he was at the wrong place in the wrong time with the Bears. Is his feeling, and that he thinks that he could fit better into Canada's offense. I saw I don't, great... I don't know if that's I don't know again. Not sure if that's true or not, but he wouldn't break the bank, and he is a mob, mobile quarterback, strong arm. I uh, I saw something. I don't know whether it was in our Slack channel or on Twitter about Trubisky and where he ranked as far as uh, wins. I believe wins in the last four years or so, and he's got a very good starting winning percentage. Yes, he does. So, and you know, I think somebody put it on the Slack channel. Yeah, I think it was our Slack channel in random, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it was. Uh, I think he was number two, and I think. I think he did really well um, in that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it in time. Yep, I, and I found it. So highest winning percentage since 2018 among active quarterbacks, minimum 1,000 pass attempts. And this is uh, from CBS. Patrick Mahomes, 790. He was 49 and 13. Lamar Jackson, 755, 37 and 12. Aaron Rodgers, 711. 45, 18, and 1, and Mitchell Trubisky, 658, 25, and 13. And remember, he played for the Bears. Yep. And 
so you know what? I'm actually on board with the Trubisky thing too. I've got one of my good buddies, Mike Scott, thinks that would be something that we really should do. Um, <laughs> I got to bring up your son real quick. If someone dies from slipping on a napkin, that's just natural selection. <laughs> uh, we're still not hashtag paying oh, Kyle. Um, yeah. Tyler Acuna. Hey, Bad and BBS. What do the Steelers need to do to navigate the Tuit situation while ensuring they lock up the D line? This run defense needs to keep the linebackers clean. Rich? Um, I would I would expect, or my hope would be right now what the Steelers have done is they've gotten with it and his agent since the end of the season, and I hope that the talks are con- are continuing with the, with the two sides because I think the Steelers are basically going to get to a point in the next couple of weeks where it's going to be like, we need to know, we need to know now because they're either going to have to do something in free agency or the draft to address the issue if two is not going to be there. Yeah, they've definitely got to know now. I actually am leaning to the fact that he tries to come back. Sherry Richards, bad. Have you named your new show yet? No, I, I still haven't. Dave wants me to call it with that being said, because that's one of my crutch phrases. And I said it here tonight, but I, I don't know. I I uh I was thinking of uh you know something a little narcissistic with a name bad in there, but uh, I, I'm not sure, Rich. I, I'm still working on that. Oh goodness. I have to. I have to think of some things too. Actually, the best thing to do would be for Dave and I to brainstorm together. He comes up with some ideas that I kind of look at sideways, but then we typically can tweak them and get something better. So, I had one in, in head in my head in bed the other night, and I and I'm not sure what that is now. So it must have not been that good. Um, hey guys, Rob Thitoff, uh, Rob Thitoff, I hope. Um, your thoughts on drafting a running back to spell Najee some relief. If Kieran Williams from my beloved Notre Dame drops to round three or four, I think that'd be a fantastic move. I like Kieran Williams. I have no problem with that as long as they take care of business with everything else. And four might be a little early. Yeah, might might be. Um, there, my worry is that there are just too many other holes right now than to worry about a running back dispelled Najee. Um, Cause really um, we had guys uh, that were enough to spell him last year and maybe would have even been better to spell him if we would have had an offensive line. All right. Our very own Andrew Wilbar, check him out tomorrow on the draft fix with Jeremy Betts. Would you rather the Steelers sign a top tackle or top interior lineman in free agent? I'd rather them, uh, sign both but that's a dave answer so if i have to pick i'm saying right now you take the offensive lineman and you draft an offensive lineman and you draft a defensive lineman but if you can get two if you can get a keem nicks not nicks akeem hicks and you can get a like a Toronto armstead if you can get guys like that absolutely yeah and i'm really one of those it's like you know you do whatever you can if the price is right. There you go. Should we try to sign JC Jackson, says Jason Winningham? Yeah. If you can, if, he, if, Rich, I'll let you say it again. You just said it. Yeah. If, if the price is right, it, it, it really comes down to what folks are, are wanting 
money-wise and what the Steelers feel they can spend money-wise on a position. I don't know what that number is that the Steelers kind of lock in at their free agencies and positions, but I know they look at certain guys and they're like, this guy's going to get this much money. We don't think he's worth it. We're not doing it. All right. Um, we got to take two more because we gotta, we're got we all already over time. Steel Curtain asked, did either of you guys read the article where Neil, Neil O'Donnell said Bill Cowher wanted him, him to come out of retirement in 2004 when Tommy Maddox was injured? Wow. I no, I didn't. I'd love to read that. And it didn't happen and uh, it worked out okay. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't because, you know, I'm still having flashbacks to that Super Bowl against the Cowboys. He, he, so. he was good, though. I mean, he was better he than was, we remember. Correct. He was better than we remember because. So I had been fine with you. Um, I'd been fine with Neil O'Donnell, but really, when that that every time you say the name, I just flash back to that Super Bowl, and that was terrible. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you one question. Okay. And this is one that I'm passionate about, and this is going to be the last question. And I'm going to rile everybody up with this. Do you agree with me that Neil O'Donnell did not throw that Super Bowl? <laughs> no. I, I I mean, yeah, I, I Neil O'Donnell did not throw that Super Bowl. I think what happened <laughs> was that Neil O'Donnell, um, for for lack of a better term, the stage was too big for Neil O'Donnell. I I will I will agree with that. I'll also throw in the fact that if Ernie Mills doesn't get hurt, you're not throwing to Corey Holiday. That yeah, that too. And Corey Holiday ran the wrong route, but. I mean, Neil was still, Neil messed up. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I mean, when I bring this up to your brother and to Jefferson Hartman, they slay me and they're like, oh, you're a big Neil O'Donnell fan. I'm like, no, I mean, he, he goes down in history as probably top five best quarterbacks in Steelers history. And probably, I mean, if you're not counting Bobby Lane in there, probably number three. You're probably right. That's probably about where he falls. Well, hey, I had I had a lot of fun tonight. I appreciate this, Rich. Thanks so much. Thanks for everybody in the live chat. This is a Sunday night in the off season, and you guys are hanging out with us, and that's awesome. I I really appreciate that. Um, we need you guys here, and we need you guys to check out all of our shows, the YouTube shows we've got every single night. You know, you're going to have me back tomorrow night. I'm going to be with Tony Defio and Shannon White, and we are going to have the Steeler hangover. What are we going to talk about? Eh, haven't decided yet. We're going to have the Big Bro Sco show on Tuesday night. Ah, I guess we get we got to add your brother in there. We're going to have the Sco Bro show in there yep. on Tuesday night, and then on Wednesday we have another great show, which is Jeffrey Benedict, who's in the live chat tonight which is the curtain call. I don't know what college they're going to be talking to a representative from, but they talked to somebody from Iowa last week, which I thought was really great. So with that, if, if you know that you love these shows on YouTube, oh my gosh, you don't know what you're missing on the audio only platform. Let's ride with Jeff Hartman, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the stat geek on Thursdays with Dave, Michael Beck on Tuesdays, my gosh, he's got the live mic. We've got a whole other slate of noontime shows too. 
listen, check them out. Give us a, a review. You can give us uh, any review you want. We'd love to have that five-star positive review, but give us what we earn. So, Rich, any final thoughts? Uh, no, it just was fun. Uh, when you put the word out, you were looking for somebody to come on. I was actually in the midst of calling a basketball game last night over at our local community college where I work. I'm the announcer. And when I got done, I checked that out and I thought, hmm, that could be fun. Uh, that's why uh, then I was like, I'll hop on with you. So it was great to get to come on with you, Brian. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it too. So we need you, the live chat, everybody listening to us, even if you are not in the live chat and you're checking us out on Wednesday or Thursday on your commute or whether you're working and you're listening to us and spending time, we really need you. And we will be covering the South Central Louisiana State University Mud Dogs this week with Jeffrey Benedict. Um, Bobby Boucher is there for his 16th year, I believe. And uh, I think so. The, that'll be fantastic. Hey, we've got a better chance of covering those guys than covering the Pittsburgh Maulers because Jeff and Dave are really against me even talking about that. So I'm even I'm not even allowed to mention the Maulers when I'm on the show with Jeff, but you'll see. I'm going to get some Kyle Laletta. You, in there. you mean the yeah. Birmingham Maulers? Yeah, well, they're yeah. representing Pittsburgh, but everybody's going to be there. They're not going to be the Birmingham Maulers. So. so. So there you go. Kathy says prayers to Ukraine. Absolutely. Sherry says go Maulers. Love it. So do three things for us. One, be safe. Two, be true to yourself. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloids. We'll see you.